Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Hollywood Boulevard podcast, hosted by Jonathan Moody and Donnie Sturgis. Hey, hey, guys! This is uh, is Donnie, and uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Hollywood Boulevard podcast. Uh, with me, as always, is my cohort Jonathan Moody. What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, man? Good. For a second there, I thought you were gonna not say anything and just move on. I was gonna be like, "Okay, that was awkward." Uh, yeah, no, right. that's, sometimes I have to think of my responses before I do them, and sometimes it takes a while. Now, uh, okay. so we uh, tonight it's just gonna be we're we're uh, we're paring down just to the uh, to the to the to the original duo. Uh, Alfred is not able to join us tonight because um, he's got some uh, other stuff he's working on. I think he's like seven hours uh, in a different time zone, so he will not be joining us. But hopefully um, he'll be able to – I don't know if he'll be able to listen in, but hopefully he'll be able to catch us uh, and make sure we're doing a good enough job since he's a producer. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just me and Jonathan tonight, uh, basically back to basics. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about uh, two of my favorite – uh, movies, uh, horror movies, uh, and also two of my favorite horror anthology movies, Creep Show and Creep Show Two, um, with a little bit of Tales from the Dark Side uh, on the side, uh, for reasons I'll go into later. Um, so, a little bit of backstory first. Um, obviously, uh, Creep Show is a uh, is is a love letter uh, from uh, uh, George Romero and Stephen King. Uh, oh, and just to let you guys know, there is a um, there is a DVD Blu-ray release that I watched today. It is called Just Desserts: The Making of Creep Show. It's a documentary. Very, very good stuff. It's basically um, it's basically a lot of extra features that isn't on the American uh, Blu-ray of Creep Show because of rights issues that I'll go into later. Um, but I watched that. Today. Where can just they bone find up. this? Just Desserts. You should be able to find it on yeah. Amazon. I don't know if it's on. I don't know if it's on uh, uh, if it's on Amazon Prime or not. But I know you. I I actually own the Blu-ray. I bought it off of Amazon for like I think fifteen bucks or something. Um, it's uh, it's by Synapse Films. Um, I think you might be able to to see it on Amazon. You might be able to watch it on Amazon. I don't know if it's on Amazon Prime, but you might be able to rent it. Um, but I, like I said, you should be able to buy the DVD or the Blu-ray off of Amazon for like 15 bucks if you're interested. Um, but if you, if you have, you have a means to, uh, definitely seek it out. It's definitely a great little hour and a half documentary, but then it's got a whole bunch of bonus stuff like behind the scenes on FX, uh, on Tom Savini's effects, uh, and basically like uh, interviews with other people, extended interviews and stuff. It's really, really thorough stuff. It's great. Um, but anyway, so uh, the reason why I bring that up is because that's what I was watching today. And uh, so, uh, like I said, Creepshow was basically a love letter from uh, George Romero and Stephen King because they loved the old horror anthology comic books 
from like the from like the forties and stuff, like EC Comics, you know, the the original Tales from the Crypt, the Vault of Horror, that sort of stuff. Um, so Creepshow is kind of a, a film that has a that, that comes from a long history, like like because when we talked about it uh, a couple episodes ago with Twilight Zone, you know, it, it, horror anthologies are a lot of fun and, and have become very very popular over the years. Um, you know, and of course this goes back as far as film goes, goes back as far as like the sixties with, like I said, Vault of Horror and the original Tales from the Crypt and stuff, both also very, very good British horror anthologies if you ever get a chance to watch them. Um, so Creepshow basically is another installment in that long line. Like, like, like it has its place in history as a solid entry in, in a long list of horror anthologies. Um, so just with that backstory in mind, um, I want to jump into, I guess, the first round, Robin, which really is just a – two of us is not really a round. Um, so <laughs> – First horror anthology film that you've ever seen. Um, I'll, I'll pass it on to you before I give my answer. Because um, you, you said, Moody, that you, lo- you love uh, anthology uh, TV shows. So right. uh, what's the first, horror, anth- what's the first uh, horror anthology film that you ever saw? Uh, and tell us a little bit about that. Because uh, I, I, I was trying to think which one would be like the first one I ever watched. Um, I'd probably have to say Tales from the Crypt Bordello Blood, which, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, which one came first, Demon Knight or Bordello Blood? I want to say Bordello did. What'd you say? What was the question? Oh, I, I said, which one came first, Bordello Blood or Demon Knight? Or Tales Demon Knight came movie? first. Demon Knight okay. came first. I'm, I'm not sure which one I saw first. But I think it was one of those two. I know I saw both of those. I just I know those were the first two horror anthology movies that I ever saw. You know, right? Um, I just don't know which one. I'm see when I was a kid, I was never really allowed to watch that many horror films. You know, sure, um, sure. So I kind of had to sneak stuff or whatever. Like if somebody rented it from another house or something, I'd have to watch it. I think that's that's what happened with. Uh, it's probably Demon Knight, but it was one of those two that I watched first. So um, it was on video. That's all I remember, and watching right. them and being like freaked out. But I don't remember any of the stories because I've never watched them since. You know, I probably should at some point. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I think yours? I think horror anthologies are pretty good. Um, there's there's a wide range uh, of of good ones out there too. Even like I say, you can go back as far as like the '60s. Um, with with uh, with British, uh, the Brits put out a couple of really good horror anthologies back in the '60s. For me, uh, I have to admit it was Creepshow. Uh, I was probably like maybe like ten. Uh, this is probably like 1985-ish. I was probably about ten years old, uh, maybe eleven. And uh, I think Creepshow. I think it came on cable or something. I don't remember, but I remember just the format of it, the fact that it was just like multiple tales. And I, I was familiar with EC Comics before that. I, I, I remember uh, getting old issues of Vault of Horror and stuff like that. So I already knew about the, the and I, I loved, I loved anthology horror even as a younger kid. Uh, I think uh, my uncle had a comic book called uh, Weird War, which was basically war tales, like horror tales that took place during war times, like Vietnam War and stuff. And so oh, cool. I think DC Comics put it out. Yeah, it was like a, it was an, it's an anthology series where each issue was like three or four tales, um, but they all took place during like Vietnam War and stuff like that. So it was it was really cool. I remember the the cover that I had, uh, the one that my uncle gave me, was this guy running by this building and he sees like this skeletal finger 
like, uh, you know, basically waving Kamir at him from the darkness. And I was just like, holy crap, that's awesome. So I've always been a fan of horror anthology. So when Creepshow came out, or when I first saw Creepshow, that was the first one that I saw, and it just blew my mind because they really they really captured the heart of the comic book uh, anthologies with the way they did their uh, camera shots and the way that you know the the uh, the dressing with the you know the way they did the panels and everything. So that was basically Creepshow was definitely the first one I saw, and I loved every minute of it. Um, so uh, I guess. We'll get it out of the way now. Um, what's your What's your favorite horror anthology film? You, you still haven't seen that many, so if you if you don't want to just kind of go with what you know with with the few that you've seen so far, I guess. Scary story slumber party. <laughs> well, okay, oh, okay. Okay. that's I clever. I that counts or not? But no, I actually I did write something else down. <laughs> you know, put something else. But you know, that was like. I wanted that to be my first uh, first choice. If I had to pick a favorite and, you know, whatever, just because it's mine. You know, I've got a little, but I'm just kidding. Uh, Trick or Treat, actually, um, is my nice. favorite. Um, nice. Which doesn't, like, it's popular, you know, but it's not, I, I feel like it's not as popular as it, as it should. Like, it, it, it warrants a sequel, you know, or something, you know, right. soon. You know, um, I know the guy's been busy with like the Krampus movie and some other stuff that he's been doing, but get on a sequel because I'd love to see that. You know? They're they're but. they're definitely working on a sequel. It's just taking a little bit of time uh, to get together. Um, but I, I'll admit, I I'm actually in total agreement. I think Trick or Treat is probably my favorite horror anthology as well, um, mainly because I just I love the creativity and the inventiveness. Uh, the first horror anthology I ever saw where everything was intricately woven together and like everything affected something else. I just, it was so brilliantly done. Uh, and I love each individual tale and how they all kind of connect to each other. And I just, I, I absolutely adore that movie to death. I watch it every Halloween. Um, so I totally agree with that. So, but we wouldn't have, uh, you know, really great horror anthologies. If, if the horror anthology movie series wasn't popular and creep show is one of the reasons why it's such a huge thing. Um, so let's dive into creep show. Um, so creep show came out, um, in the early eighties, um, basically 1982, which I didn't see it till like 85. So it was, it was much later than that. But, um, and of course, you know, like I said, it was a love letter or something. Um, George Romero and, and Stephen King were working together on another project and came up with this idea to do a comic book uh, and to horror anthology, but make it into a movie. And then, uh, so we got five, five, um, five stories, five stories with a wraparound. So, and you said, you said you just saw it for the first time, uh, Jonathan, uh, or did you? Sort of not really. Like I, I, I'd seen, uh, Creepshow. I, I I bought it from uh, was it uh, Cash Converters a while a little while ago, the first one mm-hmm. and the second one I did both there, and um you know I, I I knew about it so I wanted to watch it and I watched the first one but I only got through to the crate um and then mm-hmm. I got busy with stuff and I just put it on hold and whatever so uh, recently I, I I guess I just watched the whole thing like. Uh, from beginning to end, um, right uh, on 
was it Saturday night? Um, I did that, and uh, and then was it Friday or Saturday? One of those nights, I did that, and then um, uh, what is it? And then I just watched Creep Show two for the first time today. So, all right, um, there you go. So, what are your what what do you what's your opinion? What are your initial thoughts on the first Creep Show? How do you feel about it? Um, it, okay, so it, it's one of those films like. I respect it a lot. Like, I, I love it. But I feel like it's one of the films that, like, if I didn't grow up on it, you know, grow up watching it, I don't, you know, it, it doesn't have that feeling to me. Um, like, I, I think that it, it has a lot of slow points to it, especially in the crate. I think that's probably why I ended up getting busy and doing something else. I just kind of got bored with it. Um, sure. There's just, you know, there's a lot of slow points to it. It feels more like a movie, you know, and that's that's a great thing. But the problem is, it feels more like a movie from like these, where there's a lot of exposition right. or there's a lot of, you know, story building. But honestly, most of the characters I don't like, you know, like, um, I so I, we can get into each segment if you like and talk about sure, that. Sure, sure, we I'll can. Tell, and we'll kind of tell yeah, talk about our our thoughts on each segment. So let's do that. And 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 to be fair, you're not supposed to like the characters. That's that's the whole point. Because um, because the whole the whole thing that um, Stephen King and and um, George Romero wanted to do with this was it, all each sequence is basically a morality play, and it's all about you know basically awful people getting what's coming to them. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what the old EC comics were all about too. They were always about uh, teaching morals to people who were just awful. So. The fact that you didn't like the characters, that's you weren't supposed to really. It really isn't supposed to be any right. likable characters in any of these stories. So the movie did its job. <laughs> right, so, it did its job. Um, I mean, I won't uh, say anything bad about that. Yeah. So um, I guess, well, first of all, just uh, well, in a general sense, we'll talk about the style and the tone of the um, of the film. Uh, again, uh, trying to pay homage to the to the uh, comics of old. Romero and uh, King were all about like wanting to capture the elements of, of, of the comic book, you know, so they did the panels, you know, they got the, they got the fun colors. They, they set up uh, lights on set to kind of mirror the type of uh, the type of, of a four color um, uh, quality that you'd get in the old comics and stuff. Um, and I totally get what you're saying. Like this is one of those movies where I, I wouldn't say it's dated, but, at the the time at which you come into this film is definitely going to alter your perception. I grew up with this film, so I adore it, and I think it was a really great product of its time. Whereas you coming into it later, I can totally understand why you feel the way you do. Like it's just like for you, it's kind of like it's it's you you have, you're you want something different from your movie than what this is is giving, and I totally get that. But mm-hmm. um, so the style of this is um, it's meant to be horror but with macabre humor um and like i said with a comic book stylistic uh with with comic book style uh, artistic choices involved so what are your thoughts on on how they went the, on 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 their decision to go that route with it is that one of the things that kind of turns the movie off for you is basically like the the comic book style and then and and or do you like a little bit of humor of dark humor in your in your horror like like, what do you think about the style and tone of, of the way the film was done? Oh, I, I enjoyed the um, comic book-ness. Like, I enjoyed the swipes. 
And right. um, especially because I watched it on Blu-ray. Um, I bought it on Blu-ray, and then um, and this sounds bad, but I gave the Blu-ray to my friend because he's given me a lot of stuff at different conventions. So I got this sure. at the uh, Texas Frightmare weekend. I got uh, Creep Show, and I thought, I mean, I already have it on DVD. Um, I, you know, and I'm looking to get the Blu-ray that has the. Uh, apparently, there's an all-region, um, uh, or not all-region, but there's a uh, region B or whatever. Uh, right. You know, UK release that has like special features. Yep. But the American version does not, and I'm not. I guess right. you could probably tell me more about that later. But um, sure. It, you know, that's what I want. And but I need to get a Blu-ray player that you know can do all region anyway. So right. I was like, I'm just gonna give my friend this, and I'll eventually pick that up. And since I have the DVD, it's not like I'm not gonna be able to watch it, you know, or anything. Sure. Um. So any, but I, I mean, I, it's not something I wouldn't ever watch again, you know, or whatever. So don't don't think I don't like the movie or something. Uh, sure, sure. When I, I'm very critical now, I guess more so now that I'm reviewing movies and and doing that stuff, and um, it's making right. me feel weird because I'm not usually like that. I'm not usually critical. I like everything generally, um, but watching it from a different perspective, um, I did like the swipes. I like the um, the look. I like kind of the wraparound segment stuff, you know, with uh, just like the different colors and different stuff that they sure. did each time. Uh, I thought it, it was, it was pretty neat. Um, but uh, yeah. And the tone, I like the, um, I like the, the dark humor at times. Um, uh, I guess like, you know, like uh, father's day um, had, you know, a lot of um, like colors and, and different things. Mm-hmm. And at that oh, looked, yeah. Uh, and oh, oh, and then Jordy, um, that one just uh-huh. had pop, popped, you know, a lot. The only one that, sure. my favorite one, and I guess we'll, we were supposed to get into that later, but my favorite one being this, uh, something, uh, 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 the Tide. Something that tied, tied you over? over. Uh, that literally good one. had no, uh, like it didn't, until like the end, I guess. Uh, it didn't right. feel like it almost, it didn't almost feel like it, it fit in to the you know like because right. it didn't have that stuff then toward the end um i was watching it with my brother uh he hadn't i guess he had seen it years ago and he always remembered sure. it as like leslie nielsen wins and doesn't remember yeah. the zombie stuff at the end or revenant wow. stuff at the end and they you know and they come in and 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 you know and that that was kind of one of my favorite parts because it did feel like a, a george a romero you know, thing. But anyway, but yeah, I think like the the look and feel definitely has the feel of an EC comic more so than probably like the, the Tales from the Crypt TV series did. You know, it sure. just felt like a TV series. But this actually felt like you know it it definitely gave homage to the comic. So. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. I I think it's one of the reasons why I love Creep Show so much is I love um I love the dark humorous tone uh that they combine with, with the, with the horror aspects of it. I think because you got to be a little sadistic, you got to be a little, like a little bit off to really appreciate like somebody getting dismembered and then somebody cracking a joke about it. Like, like there's just, there's something just off, but it's, but it's a fun off. Like I've, and I've always loved that sort mm-hmm. of thing because it's, it's disarming because you're seeing this horrible thing happen on screen, but then all of a sudden there, a joke is made out of it and you see so you, you uncomfortable laugh, but then the more you get into it, the more you realize like, this is actually kind of funny. Like, and the, the old comics used to do the same thing. The Crypt Keeper, 
you know, the, the, and all the other hosts that used to do the, the EC comics used to do the same thing. They would crack jokes in between right. the segments and everything. And I, did you, I, what's that? I was just going to say, did you realize you just said disarming after talking about being dismembered? I did. Uh, I that did. That was kind of funny. That yeah. I, I, <laughs> It wasn't intentional, but I caught it after I said it. But I didn't say anything because I was on a I was on a roll. But yes, You're uh, on it's a roll. funny. I uh, yeah. Um, but um, but that was one of the things because like up until that point, like with exceptions of like movies like Return of the Living Dead, like they 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 do humor as well. But like Creepshow is one of those ones where it did humor, but it was like a wink at the audience. It was like, hey, this guy, you know, somebody gets their head cut off. He goes, hey, this guy lost his head. You're like, oh my god, you're you're making a like I'm in on the joke with you. Like whereas when you're watching like the humor in like Return of the Living Dead, the humor is just all on screen and you're just you're observing from afar. But for the movies like Creepshow where they where they put the macabre humor in the show, they you're you're in on the joke. Like they they treat you like you're in on the joke, and I I think that's just amazing because. At the same time, it almost you're almost an accomplice uh, when you mm-hmm. watch the when you watch the movie, and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Is I feel like I'm an accomplice to the horrible things that are happening, and we're chuckling at it the whole time. Uh, so I, that's one of the reasons. And again, being a huge comic book fan, being a huge fan of the of the of the of the horror anthology comics, I loved the the four color uh, style uh, style choices that they went with, and the paneling and the swipes. Um, and that's why it's, a Creep Show is probably one of my favorite anthologies of all time. It used to be my favorite anthology until Trick or Treat came along. Trick or Treat actually uh, knocked it down a peg, but Creep Show is definitely in my top five, always and forever. Um, so um, let's go on, uh, move on to the uh, to the FX uh, real quick. We'll talk about FX because uh, Tom Savini was the guy that was brought in, and Tom Savini had worked with George Romero before. He worked with him on Dawn of the Dead and everything, uh, and Day of the Dead and stuff. And uh, so the budget for Creepshow wasn't very high. In fact, for the most part, it looks like a Hollywood movie. In fact, I was watching this on the Just Desserts uh, um, uh, doc earlier today. It, was, it looked like a Hollywood film in the way it was shot, but it was actually just a low-budget indie film almost uh, in a lot of ways because they had a low budget and everything. But Tom Savini, here, this is a guy who was used to doing just gore and just graphic uh, violent shots, and now here he is creating creatures, he's creating zombies and stuff. Um, and I will say, personally, that I think for as, as low a budget as they had, the effects are amazing. Uh, the zombie effects on Father's Day and on uh, something that tied you over are amazing. The creature that Savini built for the crate is incredible. Um, just it, simply, just the the effects are just simply uh, just uh, uh, just it's fantastic. I, I can't. It's it's amazing that they're able to do so much with so little. Um, and so what? What? Uh, how do you feel about the effects? Uh, watch. Do you feel like I said you're coming into this a little bit later? So do they feel dated to you, or do or do they still hold up uh, to somebody who's come into the movie at a later time? Uh, they were awesome. Um, I don't know. Like I, I love the zombie and uh, Father's Day. I love. Uh, Stephen King, you know, cameo, but like him becoming the the, the moss or whatever the the tree basically at the end. Um, the uh, was I, I loved, you know, I love the zombies and uh, or revenants and um, uh, what is it in uh, in something to tide you over and I sure. the crate uh, the crate was pretty awesome uh, and everything and um, I don't know he must have used. I don't know what he did for the effects for um, 
the the last uh, one, um, the creep. Uh, uh, was it the the creep? Uh, what is it? Oh, uh, they're creeping up on you. Uh, yeah, creeping up on you. Uh, short. I don't know what they use for the bugs in that because he did kill a few bugs, and I don't think he actually did it for real. I think they were, you know, uh, some Hello? were, you know, probably, or were they? They all actually real? did. They well, uh, most of the time. It, it's funny. They actually. Uh, from what I read in the, or from what I watched in the documentary, they actually went to uh, another country to import these cockroaches. They had to basically dig holes and basically harvest cockroaches. And so they get like 200,000 cockroaches or whatever. Um, they're like Bolivian cockroaches or some shit. Um, they actually got used real cockroaches. They actually did kill real cockroaches because nobody cares about cockroach killings. Um, but they, uh, Tom Savini has said that in some shots they do use almonds for some of the like because they said that wrangling these cockroaches was uh, was was almost impossible and so they had to really choose their shots carefully. So there are some cases where they use like giant almonds and stuff to kind of you know for 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 uh, for wide shots and stuff. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty much all cockroaches all the time in that last segment. And they said it was, it was horrendous trying to get, trying to wrangle those things and get them to work on cue because the minute they start shooting, they go, they go scattering for, to hide and stuff like that. And so they said it was, it was, the shoot was really grueling in that regard because they were having such a hard time wrangling all these cockroaches. And they said to this day, there's probably still cockroaches in all the different places that they've, that they've filmed. They said people took props home and they said, uh, like one guy took the crate home and he, he there was a couple of cockroaches in it or something from that from that shoot. Sure. Like they just got everywhere. Like there was a bunch that escaped and it's insane. Um, uh, so yeah, it's crazy <laughs> stuff. That's oh man. Nowadays you can't get away with that. I don't think. Um, I mean, I I don't know what was it the uh, PETA or whoever you know whoever does the stuff against you know that we have oh, to do the. Um, I think the well, Humane that, Society, or I think it's the Humane Society, actually does the animal monitor, monitoring for films. And you're probably right. I think it depends. Um, I, I think it all depends on, on on what they're using. Like I think like certain lowest, like like meal grubs and stuff. I don't think they worry about. But I think yeah, anything else, like cockroach and higher. I think they're like, whoa, no, don't kill that. I don't know. But um, uh, I have no idea either. But no, I think nowadays it's <laughs> different. I think in the '80s you could get a lot away with a lot more stuff. Just let me know, oh, sure, I know sure. that in about three minutes or so, a little bit over three minutes, we're going to um, be off the live. Uh, usually Alfred's here to, to, to do this right. and stuff, but he's not here today. So just got to re- uh, remind everybody, if you're listening live, uh, I don't know who is, but if anyone's listening live, you have to, uh, you'll have to tune in afterwards to, to hear the rest of 15 minutes. And I know uh, that we are planning in the fall hopefully uh to to pay for this and so that everything can be uh was it uh uh you know uh longer if we can go longer so we don't have to sure. stream to only 45 minutes because that drives me freaking nuts you know so <laughs> we'll see what you know right because we have to stuff everything right. in there i mean this this could have gone on for another hour probably sure, uh, sure. this talk but um so that'll you, be in you the fall do... that we'll be doing that was that? Yeah, you, you know, I was gonna say you can easily do a single show on each movie in a, in and of itself, but you know, exactly. So yeah. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I guess keep going. Um, 
So let's uh, let's move on to favorite segment from the uh, uh, the first creep show. Um, what is your favorite segment, and then and then what is your least favorite segment? Okay, so my favorite segment is something tied you over. Uh, my least favorite, uh, probably the crate. I mean, even though the, the, the I figured the, 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 yeah, it, I you know I love the creature and everything. It looked really awesome, and apparently it was uh, Tom Savini's first time doing animatronics. Yes, so it was. you know, yeah, so awesome, so awesome on that. But I just. You know, I felt like that story dragged on a little bit. I felt like um, uh, they didn't need two segments where he's trying to pretend to kill her. It slowed sure. like a lot of stuff slowed it down. The, the janitor talked for way too long. I'm like, sure. uh, I'm like, come on, we need we need a kill. I mean, the kill doesn't happen for like 20 minutes into the short, so it right. just it just drags on a little bit longer than it should. Um, sure. I understand it's character development and other stuff, but um, it's just to me, it was not, it was not the greatest, but, um, but, you know, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Sure. Like, I enjoyed it a lot, you know, still to this day. So um, what, what, what about you? What are yours? Well, my favorite has always been father's day. Um, mainly because, I, I being a huge zombie fan, and trust me, something that tied you over is close. But that Father's Day zombie is amazing. It is some of the best like uh, like makeup effect work I've ever seen. That is the kind. That is the kind. Of, I love. I love it when my when zombies look like that. When they're decaying, you can see their skulls and everything. I don't know. There's something just so creepy about that damn thing, and the way the lighting and the mood and. It's a it's a it's a perfect revenge uh, story. You know, you've basically got this this evil asshole who died and comes back from the dead to get revenge on people who have wronged him, even though he's a bastard too. Like every like you said, everybody in this movie is completely unlikable, and that's not it's 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 inten- it's it's on purpose. Um, but I just I love I just when that hand first comes out of the ground in the foreground and she's sitting there on the, on the blanket in the, in the background. And she just, in her reaction, chilling, chilling stuff. I love that. And just watching it come out of the ground. Like that is some of the, Oh my God, that it just, it still gives me the chills, but I love that sequence so much. And I think just because of the makeup effects alone and just how much I love that zombie is probably why father's day is probably my favorite. Um, and have you ever favorite? given your father, have you ever given your father cake? <laughs> no, 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 I have not. No. You should, because I otherwise don't... he'll come back as a zombie and uh, and <laughs> demand it. Well, he doesn't demand cake, so I think we're okay. I think we're fine oh, as long okay. as he doesn't start demanding cake. I think we're good. <laughs> um, my least favorite, I have to, I have to agree with you as far as least favorite goes. I think the crate. I totally agree with you on this. I still love the crate because the emphasis of that one, and, and again. When I first saw it as a kid, the crate was always my least favorite because you're right, it drags. It's it's in the middle of the of the movie, and it's there's just this huge point where suddenly the whole the whole movie just kind of slows down and just you're just like, come on, just get on with it. But as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate the crate more just because that segment is all about Hal Holbrook and um and Adrian Barbeau. That whole segment sequence is about him hating his life, hating his wife 
wanting to get out of that situation and the and the dark humor and the dark comedy that comes out of that. The monster is actually almost secondary in that sequence. And so that's why I love watching him just come up with these different ways that he wants to kill his, that wants to kill his wife and everything because it's it's very madcap, it's very uh very dark humor and so it's really more of a like it's it's really more of a of a of a straight up murder plot than it really is a creature plot. The creature just happens to factor into it. And so I've learned to appreciate that segment more. But you're absolutely right. It's still my least favorite just for the reasons that you've suggested. It's it's it definitely slows down the film a bit uh before it picks back up uh afterwards. Um but uh so uh we only have uh, we don't have much time left. I kind of want to <laughs> We've kind of talked about the different segments anyway, so let's move on to Creepshow 2 to keep this flowing. Uh, Creepshow 2, a little bit of backstory, uh, was the second uh, effort. Uh, basically, um, all three tales are basically uh, come from uh, stuff that Stephen King had already written. Um, originally, it was going to be five tales. It was going to be uh, The Raft. It was going to be um, uh, The uh, Hitchhiker. And then... Um, uh, old Chief Woodenhead, but there were supposed to be two more segments. They were supposed to have five segments, just like the first one. The uh, there were, the other segment was supposed to be the Cat from Hell, which ended up on Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Um, and then also uh, a segment called Pin. Was it called? Um, oh shit! What was it called? I have it. I actually have it. I have I have the Arrow, um, the Creepshow Two Special Edition Blu-ray that Arrow put out, and it actually comes with a comic book. Pinfall, that's what it was called, called Pinfall. Pinfall. Um, it was supposed to be a yeah. bowling ball thing, right? Like a bowling Yes, it was it was uh, a it was a yes, it was it was another one of those revenge for some reason they love they love revenge stories. Even even the old EC comics love revenge stories. Revenge stories were always the best because somebody gets wrong, they come back from the dead, exact revenge and then everything's all fine. If you notice, <laughs> of course. Um most of the sequences in the first creep show are about revenge, but yeah, Pinfall and so the Arrow Blu-ray that I got, it's, 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 I, think, I don't think you can get it now unless you want to play, pay like an ex- expensive price because it's out of print already. But I managed to grab it before then when it was first released. But they actually turned Pinfall into a comic book. Um, and I read it, and it's actually it's, – it's really nothing to write home about. It, like I said, it's basically uh, these two bowling teams are going at each other's throats. Uh, the one guy decides to uh, cheat and get the better of the other team – uh, but in, but they actually all end up getting killed because of something that he pulls on them and everything. And then the bowling team comes back from the dead and gets revenge. It's, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. You know, we've, we've seen the story a million times. It's, it's not bad. Like, I think it probably would have been a good segment if it had been done right. But Creepshow 2 ended up, uh, because of the budget, only ended up having three segments with a wraparound um, instead of five. Um, that's one of the reasons – or one of the ways that it's different um, – also, the quality probably isn't all as good. A lot of people find Creepshow to be a lesser, uh, the lesser of the two, which it, it is. It really is. But I think it has its charms. Um, I know, Jonathan, you were talking, telling me that you really wanted to, uh, you really wanted to tell me how you felt about Creepshow too. So um, I'll just say briefly that I love Creepshow too, not as much as Creepshow, obviously. But that's another one of those ones where I watched it a lot when I was a kid growing up, and so I it has it, it has a special place in my heart. Uh, it definitely doesn't stack up to Creepshow at all, but I still enjoy it from uh, from time to time. I don't watch it nearly as much. Um, but I understand people who don't like it and have misgivings um, because it definitely has problems. Uh, it definitely has issues. Um, so 
What are your thoughts on Creepshow 2? Because I know you've been dying to tell me. Okay, well, it's exactly the opposite of what you just literally said. Um, I actually <laughs> nice. liked Creepshow 2 a lot more than Creepshow 1. Not in a, not in a right. like, a, like this is just whatever, but it, it just, like, to me, it, it, it was shorter. So I feel sure. like, I mean, I, I realized, I, like, I later on found out that that uh, Creepshow 1 was literally over two hours long. And, you know, and that that's because they put all five shorts in there. So this made it an hour and a half long, which I think is perfect, you know, length sure. for um, horror anthology. Um, sometimes sure. shorter is better or whatever. Because um, then you just have action. Um, each segment um, from Old Cheap Woodenhead all the way um, to the wraparound story with the cartoon, which I thought was pretty neat. I, I like the car- bringing it into a cartoon. So it feels like sure. a comic book in a way too, absolutely. Um, because you see like a lot of the cartoons, and actually that actually felt more like a comic thing than the than just doing the swipes and stuff like that. That sure. the creep, you know, the creep did, and um, that also the creep uh, being played by uh, Tom Savini's, you know, body, right. I guess, but voiced um, by somebody else, um, and did a wonderful job. I thought it was, um, I I liked it. Um, and I think we're gonna go like we're gonna go right into our, like our favorite segments in a second. So I'm just gonna yes, say that the raft is by far my favorite segment. I don't know what it is with me like lakes or or beaches or whatever you know that kind of thing, but it, like that is my favorite one too. Um, mainly because it felt like it, it could be like a feature length movie. You know, like they could have oh, made yeah, this into sure. like a movie, and it would have been cool, like a thing in the middle of the ocean that, you know, basically attacks people. I just think that, and you don't know what it is. You never find out. You just know, apparently there's no swimming allowed over there. And yet they, uh, they can't see the sign, you know, of course. And plus who listens to those signs anyway, when it says no swimming, right. You know, exactly right. Punk ass kids. Right. You know, but yeah, I, (laughs) I totally agree that this is that. I mean, I totally say that this is like, you know, um, my uh, that that creep show two is a little bit, you know, I liked it a little bit more than creep show one, and for all those things that I said, and that one was my particular favorite. I also liked old chief woodenhead, but my least favorite would have to be the hitchhiker, because it just it almost, uh, you know, like it 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 felt like, um, just a ghost revenge thing we've already seen that in the sure. other creep show, and, and it just kind of gets you know, repetitive. And like, why is he thanking her for a ride when he didn't get a ride from her? You know, thanks for the ride. I think he's being sarcastic. I I think he's trying to be sarcastic. Well, he's a really Uh, bad actor then, because I cannot get that from, (laughs) from that. That sarcasm, that was the worst sarcasm I've ever heard. Cause it just sounds like he's thanking her for a ride. Yeah. Well, I mean, to but, be fair, he's a zombie, so I mean, he can't. He, zombies can't really articulate sarcasm is, very well. I'm a, guessing. He's not a zombie. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. Well, because fair enough. I, that that's my my take was it was a ghost because he came back, you know, or whatever because sure. he could disappear and reappear and and you know all this other stuff. Zombies sure. can't do that. You know. Right. Um, well, I guess I guess I just, I call him a zombie because he just, he keeps. Uh, he keeps getting more and more gruesome as the as the movie continues on. Well, he, um, but no, you're right. He, he t- face. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I 
I agree with you. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The raft is probably the best um, segment of the three. Um, I think it's the one that's been given, that's given the most attention. Um, uh, I love, uh, I love creature, um, like creature, uh, flicks where you have no idea what, like, it's some weird thing that you've never seen before. I love the isolationism of the, of the second one. Um, the fact that nobody can come help them. They're on their own. They have no idea what the hell this thing is. There's no explanation to, for it whatsoever. It makes no sense. It does this weird shit. I love that stuff because that, that is horror. Like, that's terrifying. Like, you, you have no defense against something like that. You are you fucked, like, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so the raft is absolutely my favorite as well. Plus, I love the effects for that as well. I love the fact that the thing devours you at, while you're still alive. Uh, because oh. at one point, it, it, as, it, as it comes out, it's still screaming, and it's and you see part of its skeleton, and oh my god, it's keeping it alive. It's fucked. Um, my least favorite is probably Old Chief Woodenhead, just because I love the effects on it, um, but for the, it just it didn't do anything for me. Like it was, it, yeah. it's, it's now. Don't get me wrong. I I love all three segments, but if I had to pick a least favorite, it would be that one. I love uh, the Hitchhiker one. It's. Uh, it's my well, it's not my favorite. I, obviously, the, the like I said, the rap is my favorite. I like the Hitchhiker one more again because the makeup effects are amazing. Two, I love mm-hmm. the com uh, the comic aspect of it. My dad and I, we used to watch that every time it would come on. We would make fun of that segment. We would always like we'd say it all the time. Thanks for the ride, lady. Like we used to quote that <laughs> to each other all the time when I was a teenager. Like we was like, thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. And so. I think I I think I have a special place in my heart for that one just because my dad and I bonded over that sequence, um, right? Because we used to joke about it all the time. So I kind of have more of a personal attachment to that one than anything else. Um, but I I completely understand where you're coming from on your uh, on you liking Creepshow two more. Um, it's surprising. I wasn't expecting it, but I get it. I totally get it because there it's. The way it's edited, the way it's shot, the way it's the, the way it's put together and presented, it's definitely a quicker, easier package. It's it's more consumable uh, than the first one. Um, yeah. It's definitely more of a, of a of a mainstream type of film that 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 you, the that most people can get behind. Whereas the first one is very, it definitely does harken back more to the older like '60s type of style, and so I totally get it. Um, mm-hmm. So, all right, so. We've got like three minutes left to before we wrap this up. I just want to I just want to throw out Tales from the Dark Side of the movie real quick. Uh, three segments in that one. The uh, Cat from Hell again. I was uh, like I said before uh, is a segment that was originally uh, supposed to be in Creepshow two. Um, it's considered by many fans to be the unofficial Creepshow three because a lot of the same people worked on Tales from the Dark Side of the movie that worked on the two Creepshows. It isn't. Uh, it, 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 it's. Uh, some people thought that originally was uh, an unofficial Creepshow three, and that it just didn't. You know, it just got named differently and everything. But it never really was. Like it's. It's not. It's. But it's from as far as fans are concerned because it has a lot of similar themes. The segments are very similar in the way they're set up. Um, but uh, it's uh, Tales from the Dark Side of the movie is actually a, another good one that I like. Um, I think the uh, the mummy one at the very beginning with um, um, oh shit, what the hell's his name? Um, crap, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. We don't have much time. Um, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Thank you, Christian Slater. Um, I think that one's probably my favorite because it's again 
dead guy running around getting revenge. Like, like the mummy is getting up and running around and basically mummifying everybody that he kills. I love that mm-hmm. because it's an extra bit that I thought was amazing. Um, although the gargoyle one, I kind of like too. I, lo- I love the gargoyle, the the, the oh. love story that that goes completely awry. Um, well, we, we, the we cat- got like less than a minute. So. All right, all right. Well, let's wrap let's this up. Wrap thank, I want to thank. <laughs> I, I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Um, sorry we didn't have any guests on. Alfred, I hope you enjoyed the show, even though you couldn't be there. Man, we missed you. Um, if you want to check us out, you know Hollywoodboulevard uh, dot com. Or wait, you say it. I don't remember what <laughs> no. those addresses. Blogtalkradio.com backslash. Uh, that was it. Ah, whatever. You know what? You've heard it before or not? Just let's do another show. Uh, I'm going to go into we really don't have much time. It's going to cut us off. So thank you guys. I know in the fall we will be back with uh, longer episodes, so just bear with us while we uh, do the last uh, few uh, here uh, in the spring. So thank you guys toward the summer. Thank you guys so much. Hope you guys enjoyed yep, it. Yep, thanks, and, guys. Um, and thanks, Donnie. Thanks for the show. Yep. Stay scared, everybody.